Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Excerpt from Quarry of the Mind, Sayyid al-Khatr, Using Your Time for the Best of Sciences. Translated by Umar Abdul Halim. A student of knowledge should turn the greater portion of his efforts to memorization and repetition. For if he is so able, it is a better use of his time than other endeavors. The body, however, is like a mount. <coughs> is like a mount. If you push it too hard, it might not make it to its destination. So the body, however, is like a mount. If you push it too hard, it might not make it to its destination. So since the strength of a person is limited, it needs to be renewed. Reading, writing, and composition are important, even if they are less than, they are less so than memorization. This being the case, one should divide his time appropriately. One ought to use the two ends of their days and the two ends of their nights for memorization when the mind is less tired. The rest of the time should be used for writing and reading, resting the body and giving it what it needs spiritually and physically. You should never let any one portion of your scheduled time extend into another. If you do, you will be cheating one portion out of what it deserves and you will feel the effect of that. The self uh, tries to run away to reading and writing in order to avoid repetition because reading and composition are more desirable and easier on the self. Let the rider let the rider beware of neglecting his mount, for he must not put more on his mount than it can bear. Indeed, with <coughs> justice and appropriateness, every goal is reached, while one that is distracted from measured striving will have his path lengthened for him. Moreover, he who tries to fold many stations into one is in danger of losing all the stations and trying to do too many things at one time. Person is in more need of being pushed to strive than he is of being stopped from pushing too hard. This is because laziness comes easier than striving. In addition, what is necessary in acquiring knowledge is seeking out what is important, meaning one ought to avoid distraction even what one is studying, for it may be that a student of hadith may memorize 20 different narrations of a report for, say, the hadith, let he who comes to Jum'ah make possible a ritual path, Though the hadith has only one <coughs> sahih narration, and that being all the attention memorization this report needs, so such uh, a, a one might so such one might busy himself memorizing the different narration to the extent that he learns to an excessive degree about the etiquette of ghusl. Yet one's lifetime is too valuable and too short for one to waste a breath. Reason in such cases is enough of a guide as to what is correct and from Allah comes all guidance. Worthless of scholars, we attended dinner at the home of some worthy people and uh, there I saw that scholars of the religious sciences are the humblest of people in front of those of wealth. The ulama humble themselves in front of the wealthy because they hope to gain something from them. The rich on the other hand are not very receptive at all to the ulama for they know the letter need them. I deem this an unacceptable situation from both parties. As for the rich, they should be rebuked for not according knowledge its proper place. Rather, because of their ignorance of its value, they let it pass them by and spent all their precious time gaining money. Thus, one ought not seek from them a thing the value of which they do not even recognize. 
yet I also blame the scholars to them I say you should protect yourselves and nobleness of knowledge from debasement and humiliation and especially debasement in front of low people moreover if you have no need for them then lowering yourself before them and seeking wealth from them is haram forbidden you have even just enough to get by them why do you give preference to needless uh, amusement over your own sense of dignity why do you partake in the why do you partake in the enjoyment of a pleasure lasting but moments that is accompanied by enduring debasement when i mulled over the whole business i recognize how very difficult it is for the nafs the self to be patient to take only what it needs to get by while abandoning excess wants even if one does this uh, some of the time one is unable to sustain this level of austerity continuously what is better for the scholar is to strive to attain a certain wealth and to use a portion of his time in the endeavor of, le- of earning even if this causes him to lose good time that he could have used in seeking knowledge Yet in this way he can use something of the passing pleasures of this world to keep his dignity. To keep his dignity, Said ibn al-Musayyib used to do business in oils. When he passed away, he had wealth. Also, when Sufyan al-Thawri passed away, he had wealth, and he said, "Were it not for you, O wealth, they would have debased me." And how many people have we seen whose resolve in seeking the afterlife grew strong, but who lost wealth and then? became weak such that they went back to seeking work in the ugliest ways. One who contemplates the situation of, uh, of the good people who came before us shall find that they were thus earning wealth sufficient to keep their dignity. Translator note, Ibn al-Jawzi's message is that when scholars have to bend to power and wealth, knowledge becomes uh, corrupted. Hence, a scholar should not be in a situation where he is in need of money from other people. He should do his best to live as frugally and simply as he can and if he needs to live in a more affluent way then he should be willing to expend of more of his own effort to seek his own wealth even if it comes at the cost of some knowledge in other words it is better to learn less but keep that knowledge dignified and uncorrupted than to learn more knowledge and corrupt it or debase it of course if someone can learn more knowledge without it being corrupted then all the better the treasures of youth give not up that hope and helping hand. We all know them too well. The itsy bitsy teenagers walking down the street in itsy bitsy clothes, sports nightclubs, drags are but a few examples of what they mostly find time do. When subjected to jeers like loser and uncool, they gave in under the increasing pressure and in an effort to prove themselves as their devils they get swayed with the wind only to later discover that they have been that they have even uh, surpassed their peers but wait a minute instead isn't youth a stage of life for high aspirations uh, productive work and achievement so surely it is not a muslim youth that you think is being portrayed in this uh, uh, vignette do you i'm afraid you do and rightfully so misguided cause for bliss misguided quest for bliss lost in the glint and glamour of a west affected life pondering over the best way to make it through to happiness these young muslims always feel a bit depressed a bit left out a bit lost and unhappy without exactly knowing why they look so hard for happiness that sometimes they even forget what they are looking for and get deceived by appearances 
Wolf Power Prestige Charm Galore Wolf Power Prestige Charm Galore Hey, you name it Yet once they uh, attain these vanities They often realize they are still not satisfied Happiness was not where it first appeared to be They are like the man who takes to drinking Because he feels himself a failure Who then fails all the more Only because he started drinking So they continue their endless pursuit of pleasure never knowing that pleasure cannot be endless here on imperfect earth but only in heaven above satan is a busy guy so he makes them ignore ignorant of this simple reality consequently these young people keep looking for happiness in all the wrong places and then when they fail as they inevitably do their hearts scream out in pain to our worldly appetites to understand this uh, state better Let's picture a child who has an empty stomach. He finds some food laid out in front of him and obviously the hunger pangs make him yearn like crazy for these uh, scrumptious uh, eatables. Scrumptious, uh, scrumptious eatables. The youth depicted above two after having deprived himself of his prestigious status of being a Muslim, of being the bearer of the glad tidings for the words of being the son of his great spiritual father, our beloved Prophet wasallam is now empty within so he widely wildly leaps onto anything that he can lay his hands on yet had his stomach been properly full his uh, within satisfied by his within satisfied by the uh, sustenance of his revealed beliefs his divine faith he would have easily been able to discern that all materialistic and not infrequently western influences are but a disruption from his true path of bliss all the more futile when you realize that more often than not our image of our success and happiness is what we imagine others will think of us we think our we think uh, our shallow musings real when in fact it is what our creator thinks of us that is the real truth about us for if we are pleased with our lord then he is pleased with us this is the wealth that neither the tyrants of the world nor upheavals of life can take away from us exemplars of content imam bin taymiyyah Rahimahullah repeatedly faced imprisonment and exile for speaking the truth for Allah's sake. In these circumstances, his words of exceeding depth and beauty were only this, there is a paradise here on earth and whoever does not enter it here will not enter it, will not enter the paradise of the hereafter. What can my enemies possibly do to me? My paradise is in my heart. Wherever I go, it goes with me. Can he who carries paradise in his heart ever be unhappy? Then there was Yusuf and the wife of Al-Aziz, about both of whom it has been rightly said, Verily, passion turns kings into slaves, verily, passion turns, turns kings into slaves, and patience turns slaves into kings. Islamic history is rife with such youthful uh, heroes who made themselves shine and stand above all by following the true love, the love that uh, drenched them in. In, in the delights of Allah's blessings and his remembrance. Not only this, but they also re-established the glory of the Muslim Ummah, helping it arise through the challenges of the most turbulent and trying times. Many of them underwent grueling physical and emotional tortures, yet they were strong as mountains, had the courage of lions, and yet had the zuhd, the asceticism of heart detached from the life of this world. Thus they experienced Islam in a way that was inspiring and joyful. Allah Almighty in the Quran also narrates the story of a group of enlightened young men who had figured out 
what it is all about for they had discovered for they had discovered <coughs> the true meaning in life God is one behold they were a group of youths who took shelter in the cave apart from their people immortalized by the Quran as the companions of the cave who testified to true iman to true iman billah faith in Allah when no one in their entire Christian nation believed in God as truly one Thus they knew that all that awaited them now was the wrath of the mightiest monarch of their times and agonizing death at his hands. Thus they prayed to their Lord and they said, Our Lord, grant us mercy from your own providence and furnish us in our present circumstances with right guidance. Chapter 18 verse 10 So Allah accepted their prayers and says in the Quran, so we struck a seal of sleep upon their ears in the cave for a great number of years. Then we awakened them so that we might distinguish which of the two parties among them would best enumerate the length they had abided in the cave. We now relate to you their tidings with profound truth. Indeed, they were youths who believed in their Lord alone. So we increased them in guidance, thus we secured their hearts when they stood before their people and proclaimed, Our Lord is the only Lord of the heavens and the earth, therefore never shall we call upon any God apart from Him. For very truly we would have then uttered an outrageous lie. Surah Al-Kahf, chapter 18, verses 11 to 14. They remained asleep in the cave for 309 years only by the will of Allah, for Allah protects those of Tawakkul who rely on Allah alone and beseech him for guidance and that's what follows in the later ayat your Lord will unfold for you something of his mercy and he will furnish you in your present circumstances with good facility to meet your needs and had any of you people been in witness you would have seen the sun as it rose inclining away from their cave toward the right and as it set declining away from them toward the left while they were asleep in a deep hollow within this is of the miraculous signs of god whom ever god guides then he is truly guided but whom ever he leaves us he leaves stray then never shall you find for him any rightly guiding patron moreover you would have thought them awake though they lay sleeping for we turned them on their right sides and then on their left while their dog stretched forth his uh, four legs at the threshold where you two where you two have come up where you two were you to have come upon them most surely you would have frantically turned away from them in a flight for you would have been filled with horror at the sight of them surah al-kahf chapter 18 verses 16 to 18 thus allah's messengers mentioned the young person who spent his or her youth in the worship of Allah as among the seven people who will be granted shade under his throne on judgment day when there will be no shade but that of the Arsh of Almighty Allah Bukhari birds of a feather this story of the companions of cave also illustrates a vital means by which the young believer can reform and safeguard himself and stay steadfast on this straight and blissful path namely by keeping the company of the righteous life is full of frustrating hitches not just hitches but deep dark hitch ditches most of these can be avoided but we often discover this only after falling into many the best way is to learn what those pitfalls are through 
the admonition of those who have knowledge and experience who can explain why and how to avoid such pain and sit back from the beginning that is the very reason why the prophet to the prophets too were sent to this world to guide their people upon a safe and straight path and connect them to allah through the revealed knowledge vouchsafed them uh, from allah they could make the ignorant realize that they had a past pre-earthly past in which they had taken the, com- the covenant of uh, of uh, alastu am i not in this world uh, successful are alastu am i not in this world uh, successful are those who renew and adhere to the proclamation they made when asked by allah alastu rabbikum am i not your lord Remember when thy Lord took from the loins of the children of Adam their progeny and made them testify about themselves? Am I not uh, your Lord? They said, Yeah, we testify lest you should say on the day, day of resurrection as for us we were heedless of this. Chapter 7 verse 172 Now prophethood has been sealed. The only people who can help make us desire Allah's love are the heirs of the prophets, the ulama, the learned of Allah. These are the ones who themselves have focused all their energies on acquiring knowledge, acquiring knowledge of Allah and His religion and who have reformed themselves to the point that the common man derives peace just by sitting in their company. That is to say, it is incumbent upon us to benefit from the company of those blessed by Allah with the ilm and amal, revealed knowledge and the implementation of that revelation in their own lives. For in this blessed company we can hope to reform the course of our lives in the light of the Qur'an and the Sunnah. We should at least make an effort and the guidance, God willing, shall follow from all the all-merciful. In light of the seemingly insurmountable dangers that families are facing nowadays, many Muslim parents have altogether given up on their children. Yet while these young people may be well beyond the grasp of their parents, if they begin sitting in good company, then surely at least some if not all parts of their lives will come back into uh, congruence with their lost spiritual values. Still you say, how can one leave it all, all the fun or the uh, constant search for it? Well, it may not prove easy in the beginning, but there is nothing exhilarating or thrilling in easy stuff, is there? Being the heroic youth that you are, won't you challenge yourself up to the eternal pleasures, the ultimate chalice? Won't you challenge yourself up to the eternal pleasures, the ultimate uh, chance? And once you have achieved it and tasted the love of your Lord, then shall you realize why it is the best of treasures for whoever has attained the true love of his Lord fears losing any moment with him and nothing else.